Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by Get-Go Cafe and Market, where Dale, as always, you can get sandwiches, you can get drinks, you can get cold food, you can get hot food, all of it fresh and ready to go, kept clean, and curbside delivery available at Get-Go. Yeah, and I'm going to need lots of Get-Go over the next few weeks here because I'm going to be working about 14 hours a day, 16, whatever it takes, because <laughs> we got to bring you Steelers coverage. Absolutely, and to, that, what's so important about that, ladies and gentlemen, is today is the first official padded practice of Steelers training camp. Woo! Just a little bit of, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the, see, Dale's doing the, yeah, and I'm doing like the, let's go. Because it's time to get excited that he sees something. And Dale, the process is very different this year. Normally fans can go to right to St. Vincent and see it themselves or follow their favorite uh, media people, that's us, um, to, get the, to get updates on training camp. They can't watch anything, but this year, a little different can you help people understand how they can get their their dose of training camp that's going on yeah this would be the time of, of a normal training camp when they would be coming back to to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex from St. Vincent College so those the way things normally work at St. Vincent College you're there and everybody can see everything you have access to the players um, you know the fans can come out and get autographs and watch practice and do all that stuff well obviously that's not happening this year and so they're, they're opening up uh, with the padded practices today. Uh, those will run for the next uh, – without 14 padded practices. Those will run them through the end of August. And then they'll essentially make uh, roster decisions based on that because of the lack of preseason games. So um, the fans can, can watch this, uh, these practices, at least the first 45 minutes or so of these practices, on Steelers.com. Uh, we'll bring you uh, live updates. Uh, of course, we have our live file ready, ready to go with uh, – We'll have uh, you and myself uh, will be tweeting all day long about what we see, what we hear, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but once the, the videos go off at practice uh, on Steelers.com, we're not allowed to report anything that's happening after that. It's, it's like a closed practice that you would normally see at the team facility uh, during the season or once they return from uh, St. Vincent College because there are no fans there. And right. so, you know, they're going to be working on formations and you'll have depth charts. You, know, you can kind of figure out the depth chart based on who's playing with whom and those kind of things. And, and those are the things that are going to be no-nos for us to report. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's going to be a lot tighter this year. But if you're a fan, you want to get your dose of things. Go to Steelers.com at 1.30. That's when, the, that's when the main practices will start. Um, you can watch that first 45 minutes, get some feel for individual drills, maybe some wide receiver versus defensive back things. You'll probably get to see some your own for your your own with your own eyes on on this camera. You'll finally see Ben Roethlisberger throw a little bit, which might get you a little bit excited. So do that, and then keep up uh, keep up with uh, keep us up with us here at DKPittsburghSports.com because we'll be we'll be doing the live file and we'll be doing our articles every day, just letting you know how practices are going. Dale, so you had an interesting piece in your 10 thoughts leading into training camp this weekend, and I thought it was very interesting talking about the status of rookies. Now, everyone's excited about the Chase Claypools, about the top picks, but you made an interesting point, and it was followed up on Twitter by a former Steeler uh, defensive tackle, Chris Hoke, that this is going to be a really rough year for, for rookies, especially the really low draft picks and the guys who are undrafted right now of trying to make a team. And uh, Chris Hope brought up how he wouldn't have made a team if it was a situation like this in his in, in his in his early years. So, what what's your take, and how how can rookies get noticed, or is it even possible this year? It's going to be tough, Chris, and, and uh, no doubt about it. And I've I've been saying this all along that you know the guys who are going to lose out 
this year are those undrafted guys um, because without a game to go out there and catch the eye of, of the team, how are you, how are you making an impression? You only have 14 padded practices and those 14 padded practices are going to be largely used to get the guys ready to start the season uh, because you, you, you have to be concerned about getting your starters ready to, to be able to play uh, come September 15th. So, you know, you're not going to have as many snaps to go around. Mike Tomlin figures that they lost um, between 900 and 1,000 snaps in the offseason. That would have been where you, you know, you catch the eye of the, of the, uh, the coaching staff. Uh, that's how Mike Hilton did it a few years ago, even though he was, you know, coming in from another team. Um, you know, he led the team during the offseason in both interceptions and, and pass breakups. They track those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not having those things available to you in the, you know, in the offseason, now all of a sudden you just have these 14 padded practices that are going to take on the importance that usually the preseason games did, except you're not going to have a whole second half to, to be out there playing and maybe get your feet wet a little bit. And so in many cases, they're going to be guessing about a lot of these guys. And maybe you liked an undrafted rookie. Uh, you know, you, you kind of felt pretty good about him. Um, but are you going to trust him on game days, you know, in September, it, it, when you're at MetLife Stadium to uh, be on the football field? Or are you going to lean towards the veteran guy who you know what he can do? He's not going to, you know, he's not going to uh, mess up it, you know, on game day. Maybe he's not quite. Uh, you know, the, the, the prospect that one of these other guys is, but you're going to take the safe route. You're going to take the, the guy who's been there, done that, or you're just going to lean towards your draft picks. And people might underestimate what that's like and what they like, oh, come on. I mean, they're still playing football. But people forget how important a simple read is, a simple check. Uh, you know, one thing that was revealed after the fact, Alex Smith, who looks like he might actually be able to play football again very soon. But his injury happened with a running back that missed his block because he wasn't part, part of the regular package there. It's the smallest things that can lead to the biggest mistakes, the biggest hits, the biggest injuries. And – well, and that's the thing too, Chris. I mean, you know, the, the Steelers have uh, a couple of young running backs. Um, you know, the, one of the big things that we always see when they open camp up, when they start, uh, you know, start padded practices, backs on backers, things of that nature. How, how much of that are you going to do? Uh, you have to do it. And, and typically you would see some of that in a game, uh, you know, give these guys an opportunity to, to step up and pass block. Uh, that's not going to happen. So, you know, how much are they going to trust, for example, Anthony McFarland? on third down against the Giants on September 15th, when if he misses his block, it's Ben Roethlisberger getting his head taken off. Probably not that much. You're probably not going to see that a whole lot. So, Dale, another interesting thing in your 10 thoughts that I actually didn't expect was you said that you thought that maybe there would be a chance for Ulysses Gilbert, had there been a regular offseason leading into this year, for him to potentially overtake Vince Williams in snaps during this season. What, where where did your mind go with that? And do you think it's even still possible, again, considering the, the extenuating circumstance? Well, here, you know, the Steelers always talk about, and it's true across the league, that players make their biggest jump from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Gilbert's one of those guys making that jump. And, you know, my thinking was, look, they, they went into last season. Two years ago, you had John Boss to convince Williams on the football field. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. You couldn't have two guys who were, you know, not coverage linebackers on the field. They're going to get picked on. Last year, they went the other way where they had two coverage linebackers on the field. And maybe you lacked a little bit of, of the, uh, the boom you know, run, run-stopping ability. 
Well, this year now you're looking at both Vince – you're looking at Vince Williams and Devin Bush. So you got a nice balance there. But which one of those guys is going to have the target on them in, on passing downs? Well, it's going to be Vince Williams. They're gonna, teams are going to try to get him matched up on running backs and even tight ends at times. Um, you know, Gilbert is the closest thing. He's since they've you know gone with the Ryan Shazier, Devin Bush kind of inside backers. Um, he's the closest thing they have to a backup who is athletically the same type of player as the starter. Now, he may not be quite as good as Devin Bush. Obviously, he was a sixth-round draft pick. Bush was a first-round draft pick. Uh, but, I mean, he was a 4-4 guy uh, coming out. Uh, this is a big difference between saying, okay, Tyler Matakevich is our top backup to Ryan Shazier. Ooh. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're not even the same athlete. Well, he, Ulysses Gilbert is the same kind of athlete as Devin Bush. So, had he been given the entire training camp or the entire offseason and then training camp and preseason games, he may have been able to show that he, he would be capable of, of being that guy beside Devin Bush. But the fact that he's not getting that, that, that chance is going to lead them to play Vince Williams a lot, who they showed last year they didn't want to play in those situations. Uh, for, for, you know, they, they used him, um, but it was about half the amount of time that they'd used him before. They started Mark Barron, even though they didn't bring Mark Barron back. Mark Barron played a lot of snaps for this team last year. Mm -hmm. Which player is more like Mark Barron on this roster? Is it Ulysses Gilbert or is it Vince Williams? It's Obviously. Ulysses Gilbert. Obviously. And it, it makes sense, especially with today's NFL. Now, you wrote an interesting piece about the return of fullbacks. When the fullback's on the field, that's Vince Williams. Vince Williams. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, but when you see those spread offenses come out, if they even have two inside linebackers, I agree. Your second guy is most likely Ulysses Gilbert, even if he's not necessarily – the most adept at covering different different situations, having that sideline to sideline ability to be able to move, cut, and then run with faster running backs and keep and keep up with people underneath. That's that's what really matters in that situation. And if he can show enough steps in 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 training camp and then early on in the season when he does get his snaps, that hey, I can be responsible with the hook curl zone, with going to the flats and doing doing these different things, then maybe they have that confidence. But again. They lost a thousand snaps going into this season. So snaps now, and no preseason A thousand snaps and no preseason games. And, and no, I forgot about the game. Yes, without that, that's a tiny window for Mike Tomlin, Keith Butler, and everybody to say, "Oh yeah, he's ready for this." No, now if he if he makes a couple plays in training camp, do you go, really go off of that? Because remember, Justin Hunter was the training camp hero for the wide receiver position a couple years ago for like two years in a row, and then he fell off. It. We see those heroes all the time in practice. But it's the training, the preseason games used to be where we'd say, okay, obviously that was a misnomer. But we don't get that this year. And again, they don't get that this year. So I just, it's, it's going to be real tough. If, if they gamble on someone like that, I think it's going to be a, a huge, huge gamble. And the Steelers, we know they're just, they're not one of those groups that do that.